Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. Me too. Who are we really? <laughs> uh, I'm Niall McGowan. Uh, I am one of the hosts mm-hmm. of Bat Minute. Hey, welcome, Niall. Oh, thanks, thanks for having me, Eric. I've been, I've been looking forward to this, actually, in particular, because this is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, wow. Like, great. That's great. It's just the it's one of those ones of like because well, a lot of shows and you're just like oh yeah I love this movie but this is like no I love this movie <laughs> this is like proper top three yeah kind of oh, wow. level stuff for me so like yeah I was very excited when to find out that it was one of those things like I would have yeah, right yeah almost thrown my own hat into doing an almost famous but it was a bit like I think you <laughs> I don't feel I'd be confident enough and been able to talk about the music and stuff so I'm like I was kind of sitting in the back constantly looking been like is anybody yeah anybody doing that yet they're like nudging people but like oh hey heidi you seem to know a lot about music uh, <laughs> you ever consider doing this <laughs> it's like would you leave me alone god damn it yes and that is heidi bennett he's referring to uh, a previous guest <laughs> already already been on and oh hopefully, no, hopefully we'll be on again too you know because because yes <laughs> there's a movie she she loves quite a bit as well and is very good with the music too that's for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is uh, Monday here with you, Niall. Um, minute 25, and it starts with Penny offering William a pass and ends with William revealing his real age. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, yeah, I suppose I don't want to jump into the age stuff because it is at the end of the minute, but oh, like, yeah. it raises a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> particularly nowadays about like mm-hmm. a lot of things in the movie. <laughs> it's like... It does have this thing, like, again, I love this film, but, like, as time goes on, and you're, particularly in this era, too, when you're kind of, there's a lot more spotlight put on these sort of, like, inappropriate behavior, there's a lot of the, the, the bands of the 70s and their their antics are kind of, you know, back in the day, it used to be like, oh, yeah, those right. crazy guys right. back then, where nowadays it's a bit more like, ooh, uh, <laughs> not, so, not so good, <laughs> I'm I'm constantly looking forward to like because uh, I remember when Bowie died, there was obviously a lot of people. It was a very public outpouring of emotion, and Ooh, you know, my co-host yeah. and Batman uh-huh. and John's a massive, massive Bowie fan and stuff. But uh, there was also a side contention of like, well, you know, David Bowie, he was up to some seedy huh. things behind the scenes too, with maybe on age inappropriate women and things like that. And it's always a bit like, yeah, well, it's just like I guess it was. It's no excuse, but like I guess it was the seventies. You know, it was just what everyone was doing. And I'm just looking for like the day Jimmy Page dies. It's just going to be like, let's talk about what this guy was up to because <laughs> a oh, lot yeah. of it was, you know, a lot of um, a lot of people already criticized Jimmy Page because of like, oh, it's you know, he's just appropriating music done mm-hmm. by you know black American musicians and stuff. Uh, and then the fact is like, well, he did seem to have very forceful relationships with very young women and. Uh, into a lot of into a lot of weird stuff, that guy. But uh, anyway, this is not the Jimmy Page's death minute. <laughs> well, the one just just one last little bit on age inappropriate relations, especially between male older male to younger female. I mean, uh, there's there's one I just came across recently, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, really? There, there, there's he no. does not. <laughs> he, he he ends up he ends up breaking up with women. Like as soon as they reach or right around or right around the time when they are twenty five, he will you know he gets it's just just like uh, uh, Woodward <laughs> or wait is that it Woodward right 
Days and Confused. Oh man, yeah. His, his uh. His oh yeah. Comment. Oh yeah. The, he's, um, as imagining Leonardo yes. DiCaprio sleezing around Hollywood in like a Cadillac, <laughs> just been like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's his mustache appearing on him out of nowhere. Although that was the thing, like, uh, I know you were gonna, um, we'll talk more about, like, you know, history with movie and stuff in the, in the last episode, but, like, mm-hmm. Days and Confused is a movie I saw around the same time as I saw that. And they both had, like, a major impact on, on me, because I was just the perfect age mm-hmm. for, to, to view those films. Um, <laughs> so it's appropriate that you, that you brought that up, though. Uh, one thing I do have to ask, though, and I'm sure you've had to cover this, but, like, so this, William's real name, it's, I've always called him Patrick Fugit. And I recently mm-hmm. saw an interview with Anna Paquin, where she referred to him as like Patrick, uh, Fugit wow. or something like that. It was a very mm-hmm. a weird pronunciation she did. I say weird, that might be yeah. the actual pronunciation of his yeah. name. I wasn't aware. Have you got any, like, because uh, we had a whole big debacle about Kim Basinger for like, an entire <laughs> season of his shows. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I think, I think I've always thought it was Fugit, Fugit, yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, except it was always, is it going to be Fugit or Fugit? Yeah, that's not. And it's just like, hey, Patrick, forget about (laughs) it over here, Patrick, (laughs) Fugit, Although much, I think like the when I was recording with you before Watchmen Minute, I went on a lengthy tangent about like my hatred of baked beans, right, yeah, and how like the, the the shot of Rorschach eating those beans out of that can really, really <laughs> irked me. Um, and Patrick uh, Patrick <laughs> Fuggett over here, um, he had a he has a scene in a movie Spun. Oh, it was a kind of weird movie about drug use. It had Jason Schwartzman and Mickey oh. Rourke, um, Brittany Murphy and stuff too. Uh, real kind of cacophonous, psychedelic, crazy movie. But he played a, like a young character in it, and there's a, I think the first time you see him in it, he, like they they don't really put much makeup on. They make him look really gross. So he's got like proper like loads of acne on his face, and he's lying on his floor with the shirt off, eating like it looks like a steak or something covered in gravy. And he's just kind of chewing on it really grizzly and it like falls out and then lands on his chest and it's really disgusting. So now every time I ever see this kid, I'm like, it's just it it, it haunts me. <laughs> the image, like the disgustingness of that image. So if I ever just meet him in real life, he'll be like, hey man, big fan of Almost Famous. And then if I was, I'd feel the need to wash my hand afterward. But like, oh, it's a guy from Spun. Yeah, my my only really, I'm pretty sure my only other uh, thing I've really seen him in is uh, Gone Girl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he is. A bit more of a yeah. supporting role there. Mm. I know they did that thing. What'd you call it? Like a couple of years back, he had his own TV oh, show. Really? Where he was like, um, he was kind of like an exorcist sort of thing. Hmm. And it was, I, can't, I remember, I want to keep calling it Outlander. Outlander's a completely different show. <laughs> but um, it was a thing that was written, it was based on comics written by the guy who did The Walking Dead. And I think it was it might have been AMC or someone were still like oh, oh yeah 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 I think they were really like this is gonna be the next Walking Dead I think he he was like it was he was the the Out, guy Outcast <laughs> Outcast there you go oh yeah it was the uh, Andre three thousand biopic actually it's a controversial choice getting in Patrick uh, oh yeah <laughs> for, for, for that. <laughs> no it's a C not a K. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but it is Robert Kirkman, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I just remember seeing like, oh, I remember. I think I watched the, a couple episodes, and I was like, ah, it's not gripping me. Maybe I'll come back, much like I did with the, like season seven of The Walking Dead, where oh, I was like, yeah. you know, I think I'll come back to this and binge it after it's done. And then it was when it was done, I was like, you know, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like I've got like two seasons of The Walking Dead now, just sitting there for me, where I'm like, eh, you know, I think I can just read the summaries in, on Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> like it's. It's like, oh, this character's gone. Someone's dead. I, I understand. Just tell me when you're wrapping it up. Then maybe I'll go through the ones I missed. Uh, do you have any thoughts throughout the whole minute? It started last minute, but throughout the whole minute is the uh, Beach Boys song Feels, feel, uh, feel Flows. Hard to say. I, I, I think probably like a lot of people, this was the first time I'd heard the yeah. tune. And the thing is, because I was actually a big Beach Boys mm. fan. Uh, my, dad, my dad was in a band in the 60s and 70s so you can see maybe why i like this film uh-huh. so much um and so yeah i grew up in a lot of 60s 70s rock songs and played in the house and he absolutely adores the beach boys and he was like real big he saw them live and stuff back in the day um and so we had like you know beach boy albums around but it was always the brian wilson stuff because uh-huh. people like people are, aren't aware like the most acclaimed Beach Boys stuff. When people talk about the genius of the Beach Boys, they're talking about oh, yeah. Brian Wilson. And then uh, the discover then is like, oh yeah, so there's Brian Wilson who was genius, you know, genius eccentric, had mental breakdown, went through a whole big horrible thing. He's kind of the, the, the linchpin of the Beach Boys. And then there's like, oh, there's the other Wilson brother who was the guy who had Charlie Manson living in right, his house yeah. for a while and stuff. And then there's, yeah, there's Carl. And there's like, he was the one apparently very spiritual and he wrote this and it's just like holy crap this is a really yeah. good song how come this isn't i wonder if it's because it was it wasn't one of the brian wilson ones it's not ever included in like a best of mm-hmm. beach boys or anything like that hmm. yeah it certainly was a new, new one for me for the movie you know and I, I i really haven't even come across it yeah like you say on a on a best of or anything like that since then and it's from the the album surfs up in uh, 71 but I've never listened to that album. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I know of any other songs on it. But, yeah. It's very brief. It's a very brief album. Yeah. I think it's like 40, 40 minutes long yeah. or something. That's pretty normal. Uh, back I think that, yeah, that, 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 yeah, I think 71, that's when, I think Brian Wilson, I think he only contributed like two or three mm-hmm. songs to that. Like, I don't think he was very involved. With yeah. That. And then, and then even like looking at the lyrics too, like it really strikes you as, and initially, you'd be like, oh, this is just kind of riffing on 60s psychedelia nonsense, mm-hmm. basically. All these lyrics are just kind of weird for the because it's probably written in a drug-addled haze and stuff. And then looking into Carl Wilson, you're like, oh, apparently he's very, very spiritual and stuff. So this could, like, it could have a lot of meaning to him for what, what these lyrics and stuff are. But they're so abstract, I've never been able to, like, really mm-hmm. work out what he's going for with them. Have you have you had anyone venture a guess yet to be like, well, what's a song like actually about? Oh, for this song, no, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's possible we did last week, but at the end of, at the end of last <laughs> minute, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a uh, it, it it definitely does seem to be pretty uh, hard to tell what it what it could really be about. Mm. It's it's definitely taking cues from psychedelia. Yeah, it's also very it's it's hit a chord with Cameron Crowe too and the fact that 
he uses it in like I know Penny and William have met already, but this is kind of like really the meeting of them. And of course, um, it plays over the end credits as well. So yeah, it's very right. much like he, he's obviously attributed yeah. something, like a, whether it be a personal memory or whether he's like, no, these lyrics are literally talking about what's happening on screen. Don't you see it? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, because it's one of the few uh, non diegetic uh, pieces of music, mm. you know, in this in this movie. I mean, there, there's yeah. some that are the, they're the ones that are uh, written by Nancy Wilson, mainly at least, um, th- that uh, that happened. But and, and then, of course, there's coming up the the in concert by Stillwater songs that were also very much uh, definitely definitely only partly written by her, but most mostly I believe uh, written by uh, uh, Peter Frampton. Uh, mm. Coming up, we'll hear that very shortly. But uh, yeah. yeah, but um, and then so something that's actually happening though on on screen is uh, Penny arriving with the as I said in the starts with uh, arriving with a uh, sticker a pass. It seems like a sticker because on on his jacket, did you notice the sticker there? Now they both say Black Sabbath on them, mm. but they really seem to be I think different colors and definitely different shapes though. I'm assuming maybe it's just like his is like Black Sabbath supporting because it's mm, like a Stillwater mm-hmm. given one, so maybe they yeah. all have that. There's been like he's with the support, ah. and then she's like, "I managed to score you one that's mm-hmm. like with the actual band or yeah. something." Hers, hers is the red circle, and his is the blue rectangle. <laughs> yeah, episode. This is really like um, we talked on uh, how to lose a guy in yeah. 10 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever the show was called. I'm sorry. Sorry to Darren Houston if he's listening because I can't quite remember the name of the project. But uh, we were really, um, because you obviously had Matthew McConaughey in that film with Kate Hudson. I, one of my things was like, when when is the Kate Hudson response yeah. coming? Because it seems like she's not really, within this movie, she is such a friggin' powder keg of, charisma uh-huh. and like particularly with this scene i imagine anyone who saw it probably fell in love with kate hudson just from these this couple of minutes right here it's like she's so she's so likable and she's so you know obviously very attractive but she just seems like even with what penny's actually doing here is like she followed she unnecessarily yeah. followed through for this for this kid like she met him outside he kind of low-key insulted her by calling her <laughs> a groupie and stuff and then she was just like, you know, she he's nothing to her. She's like, oh, I'll get a sword if you can. And then she obviously went, literally did it, and has been looking around for him. And she's like, hey, I went, I got you the thing. Mm-hmm. So you instantly like, oh, she's she's a pretty cool, she's a pretty cool person. And uh, so yeah, you get really wrapped up into the. It's a good it's a good introduction to the character. She come across very mysterious when you first see her, and now it's just like, oh, I actually kind of like her now. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see more of this person. Uh, and so. I've never seen Kate Hudson be as good as this in anything else. And might be because of a lot of the crap that she's been in is just not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always waiting for, like, when's her true detective coming? Yeah. When, when is there going to be, like, or, or, or her Kate Hudson? Pulp fiction for, for yeah, Travolta. Yeah, that's really mainly. Mm. It's one I like to think but, of. Um, so I think, like, I, I do. Um, so even just all her facial expressions yeah. in, in this, like, because she comes along and then it's just like, She's like, I'll find your pass. And then she kind of gives him this nod of like, oh, I see. It's kind of a nod of respect. Like, I saw you. I see you got in by yeah. yourself. Very mm-hmm. good. And it's like, and then it seems like he's, yeah, he's literally just trying to get on with his work, I guess. 
He's not taking it on. He's like, this beautiful young woman's talking to you, dude. And he's like, all right, I'm going about my business <laughs> as if nothing happened. And uh, not even a thank you. You would be like, oh, you think you'd be like, oh, cheers. Thank, thanks yeah, for doing yeah, that for that's me. That's true. That is missing. <laughs> And um, what feel because I did strike a track down. Um, the only script I could get of this online was from 1998, oh. and it doesn't include this little bit of her like fixing his face and then doing like a and saying like, "Oh, now you look mysterious." Uh-huh. And that really strikes me as like, was that improv? Because that seemed it seems yeah. very natural, and seems very kind of like this would just be a fun thing to do, messing around for the scene. And they're like, "Oh, that was great. Keep that in." What I what I kind of came up with with I I, I kind of wondered the same thing, and I kind of wonder if she kind of does this thing with all the guys. She it's it's her standard move. Because what she's doing, I mean, I, I think that I think this is a big come on for her. She's 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 putting the moves on, and <laughs> her using the word mysterious reminds me of something we'll see in oh, a few weeks here. Um, the word mystique is used for. The other, the other main <laughs> uh, character here <laughs> coming up, um, yeah. And I think I, I could totally see similar hairstyles ish, maybe lengths, what have you, you know, and her kind of doing something similar to him, and maybe mm. others too, you know. And uh, that, that's just like I said, that's that's this is this might be the way I think she puts the moves on the guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. You. You think she is putting the moves on? Well, I, I thought it was. It came across to me as a very genuine. Like I'm just trying to be friendly. Like I'm not trying to. The thing is, because it raises another question yeah. of, like, you know, we'll get to it obviously in the next minute. But like Penny Lane has a, a history with Russell right. Hammond, and there's mm-hmm. no way she doesn't know that Russell's going to be there. <laughs> so I'm pretty certain she came there looking for him. And now she's like, "Oh, here's that kid. Like, I'll just I'll have a little talk with him, and then I'll get on about my um, reseduction of the, <laughs> of the man I'm here for, or whatever else happens." Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's a good point. I hadn't really considered. Yeah, she's actually here to see him because you know she does say she's retired, so she wouldn't normally, you know, from this point on. It's it's kind of what we see later in the movie with her, and you know, being with the band and going to a bunch of different cities, that's not something a retired person does. So she's come out of retirement in, in a sense because of, yeah. because of, you know, the, the, the nature of how things play out here, I think. Um, so, but, but, you know, I, I understand, I understand what you're saying. So that makes sense. Um, but nonetheless, I still think, you know, uh, uh, women, when they, when they, start touching you as a guy, you know, <laughs> if, if, mm. if they are interested, interested in men, um, uh, and they, they certainly can be interested in other women too. And, and I would think, uh, touching them as well, uh, would, uh, would, would uh, <laughs> oh. uh, those are, those are the signals of interest <laughs> that, that men are supposed uh, to pick so up on <laughs> usually. So do you, do you think though that, that, that means then that lends a kind of sinister credence to what happens next to everyone? Right. Like, you know, Oh, how, what age are you? And then been like, oh, 18. Oh, me too. And then like, <laughs> se- I'm 17. Oh, me too. And then like, 60. Me too. And then like, she's so just trying to get into like, oh, the truth just sounds different. And then it's like, 
I'm 15. She's like, all right, <laughs> back yeah. off. So, so I mean, I think I, I feel like someone, early, one of our earlier guests, they might have uh, indicated, oh, sh- so she's so she's 16 and he's 15, but I don't know that for sure. I I, I have a feeling that she could be like say 17, 18 ish. Yeah, even. I mean, and she was she was she was going along with these ages. He was saying till that point when 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 it was definitely out of her comfort zone. Yeah, because I think yeah, one of the problems would be like if she's had a previous if she's already a retired yeah right. band aid, and then she's had a history a year ago with Russell mm-hmm. Hammond. That would have been when she was like fourteen, fifteen. So that's like whoa. But if she is like yeah, she could be like nineteen or twenty, mm-hmm. and she's just like yeah, that's like and. It, because Kate Hudson at this point was quite young in herself, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know some of the other people they wanted to cast would have been like a bit. I think yeah. On the IMDb, it says people like Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't imagine that. Like she's way too old for Penny Lane. But maybe that would have been kind mm-hmm. of the joke that she was like, oh, I'm clearly not. I'm clearly about twenty eight or something. But um, other people like Jenna Elfman were just like, she would have been basically reprising Dharma from Dharma yeah. and Greg if she did this. <laughs> But the one of the people I, because looking through all these the big list of people, I was like, I don't know about any of these because mm-hmm. like she's so perfectly suited to this part. Uh, the only person I would have approved of was Allison Hannigan, mm-hmm. but that's only because when I was a kid, I got a big thing for Allison <laughs> Hannigan, and I think that would have been. I would be kind of quite curious though, because like if people don't know her, that's Willow from Buffy, and she's in How I Met Your Mother and American Pie and stuff, and like she has a kind of. Pre predisposition of playing sort of like nerdy, sort of nervous, oh yeah, like uh, slightly uptight mm-hmm. characters, and has a kind of jitteriness about her and stuff that she kind of brings to. Well, you know, frequently I know in American Pie the whole twist is in she's like a a monster in the bedroom mm-hmm. and stuff when she, but like if she got to play someone that's kind of free free and loose as as Penny Lane to show the the range yeah, of that, right. where would Allison Hannigan be now mm-hmm. is the question. But like probably doing even better than. <laughs> Kate Hudson has. Yes, yeah, <laughs> actually, the thing is, I I've never watched How I Met Your Mother, so I'm just yeah. like, oh, I'm assuming she's doing well, but I've never watched that show. Um, but yeah, there's other two. Um, I, I kind of I do hope just for the sake of the romance between Penny and Russell that she is lying about her age. Yeah, she, right. She's like, no, she's oh, yeah. she, she's at least like 19 or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so so with the minute ending at him saying he's 15. We don't have much of a pause. No more dialogue after that. So it, my my note was, does he continue on and say, I'm 14, <laughs> I'm 13? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, you know, I've kind of already blown it. But, uh, you know, in a sense, that could yeah. be possible for the next minute. <laughs> mm. I just was wondering, too, because I was saying I saw like, an interview with, um, with Anna Paquin where she was talking like, yeah, like me and... Me and Patrick were the only people who had to do uh, like schoolwork and stuff oh, yeah. on set because mm-hmm. we were, were so young we had to go to school. And I was looking up like I had the weird thing of like, oh yeah, because I grew up in this movie kind of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I identify myself with you know William because I was about the same age when I watched it. And I was like, the thing is now, I guess because I'm like 32, I guess I'm like I'm the same same age as Russell Hammond. Now. This is kind of a weird like. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking into like, oh yeah, the Jason Jason Lee was 30. So he had to pretend he had like the hots for like a, basically a schoolgirl, mm-hmm. and you see Anna Paquin in it. It's like holy crap, she's young. Like she is very, very young looking. And 
So it must have been just on like Jason Lee the entire time on set, just like the arm just not going too far. Just like, all right, hey, just just so everybody knows, I'm not I'm not pulling anything for real, okay? That's funny. Oh. Um, is are there any further notes you have? I think I'm out. Yeah, not for this minute. Uh, again, I'll just say, like, this was, um, so when we were starting up the project, this was, uh, you know, the, um, one of my requested minutes. I was like, I just really love this scene. Mm-hmm. I love it as a, as an introduction, as a meeting of two characters. Again, they've met already. But, but yeah, it's the better, yeah. it's the better of the two meetings. The first meeting had some issues. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's one was the kind of mysterious, like, oh, well, the thing is with Penny, like, so you see that first time she meets him because she's got this. She has a mystique about her in mm-hmm. that when she kind of appears out of the darkness and stuff. And there's a lot of that even in the way he, she carries herself throughout the whole movie. Where again, no one knows her real name. So do, does anyone really know the real Penny Lane and stuff? And it's mm-hmm. like, um, again here you, you they're starting to get a little bit more. He's the only person who's ever going to really know her will be William essentially by the end of it. The only person will know her, her actual name, at least. So the beginnings of the getting to know each other are in this scene. So technically, I would say it's the real meeting mm-hmm. between them. But anyway, and it's just like I just love the scene. Just love that little now you're mysterious stuff. It just it's just so yeah. It just it just it just really rings true as a natural bit of uh, acting and mm-hmm. just a really mm-hmm. really kind of cute cute quirky way for people to interact with each other and stuff. Just, yeah. So I really, really enjoyed. So thank you for that oh, yeah. bringing me You're on. For this yeah, now, I hope you can come back for the uh, the Wednesday and Friday episode later this week. Um, but but until <laughs> I don't we know, get man. To, I think until it's... we get to that point, I need you to do a little ranking first. So it's the, oh, okay. Of, okay. Of, the, of the four bands that are considered to make up the band Stillwater. Are you able to from from favorite to least or least to favorite? What you going to do? I mean, I'm a I'm a Zeppelin fan. Uh, you know. Trite and true. I think they would be overall. They are the most popular band. I guess out of that yeah. bunch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Zeppelin would be number one. Um, I guess I'll go Eagles second. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only because uh, Leonard Skinner have a kind of all that sort of Johnny Reb imagery. Yeah, like a, right. I do like their songs, but it's just like ah, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I'm not going to hold it. Like, you know, I'll never listen to this band again. Kind of thing. Right. Like I don't yeah. want that to be the case. Mm-hmm. But it's like yeah, I would bump them down a little bit just because of that. The the only the only music I can do that to that I, that I kind of have been doing that to for the past couple few years is uh, Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Even that I was you know actually I, and actually kind of came from my dad too his his take on the situation from a, quite a few years ago actually but uh, but I've I've I kind of made up my mind more recently and mm. before the uh, documentary I'm proud to uh, say <laughs> you know I was um, I listened to some Jackson Five but <laughs> I see, I've so got a. I'm in the very rough position of being like, uh, like a lot of people over here. I was um, a teenage Smiths fan. Okay. Uh, like diehard Smiths fan. Big in the Morrissey and stuff. Uh-huh. And there was always that period, because rumors about Morrissey sort of maybe not having the best worldviews have been per- percolating since the early 90s. But they've always had sort of like excuses for it where you're like, well, that song's written from a character perspective. That's not Morrissey's perspective. Uh-huh. This didn't mean that. That didn't mean this. Whereas now, in the past year, it's just been like, all right, I'm washing my hands of this guy. Because mm, wow. as great as the music is, he's uh, his political leanings are like drastically, drastically far, far right. Mm-hmm. And like the, the point where it's like it, you can't ignore it anymore, particularly within the sort of um, 
you know, uh, all the Brexit stuff happening over here. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, you got to take a side. And it's unfortunate, too, because even uh, I was watching the other day, they had a, uh, I was watching the movie Mid-90s, which yeah, is a okay. uh, Jonah Hill mm-hmm. movie. Um, and it was a pretty good movie, but they put on, sticks on the soundtrack, the Morrissey song, We'll Let You Know. I was sitting there, I was like, oh, God, it's a good song. Oh, God damn it. I can't, I, I could try to tear it through him. I know my brother is. He's just like, yeah, yeah I know. I don't, I, I know. I've I always thought Morrissey was an asshole, but I always liked his music. <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll try to push on and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll just listen to the tunes and forget the, what kind of a, a person he appears to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've done it with, you know, freaking Roman Polanski enough years. I'm like, hey, yeah. Chinatown's a great movie, but I can't ignore that the man was a monster and stuff. Um, so I, I'm trying to make that divide with one of the a, a person I grew up idolizing in Morrissey, mm-hmm. but it's been rough this past year. Let me tell you. And uh, at the end of the ranking, yeah, I don't right. know if I could tell you an Olman Brothers song. I don't think okay, I've so ever you're putting heard. you're putting them at the bottom, and Leonard Skinner at three. Things I've heard wow. an Olman Brothers song, yeah, I might have been sure. like, "Oh, they're great," but I, I don't know if I know any of their songs. Well, the big the big one for them for me is, as I've said before, I believe uh, Whipping Post. And then they have the, the, their, 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 they have their uh, couple uh, women's girls' names songs, uh, Jessica and uh, uh, Melissa, Sweet Melissa. Those uh, yeah, are the, pretty popular. So again, that's why, that's why if I was doing this show and someone came in to me yeah. and was just like, <laughs> hey, what about the Allman Brothers? I'll be like, I have no business hosting Almost uh, Famous Men. I have no idea who those guys are. <laughs> Well, and the big and the big thing that's said for the Allman Brothers band, the reason they're included, actually, and supposedly it's 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 Russell being um, heavily him him out of the group and and being the 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 most seen, the most uh, leading of the group uh, for the for the what what the, the movie's about. Mm. Um, but um, uh, Greg Allman, oh, okay, is 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 who he's supposed to be uh, uh, something of a caricature of. Hmm. I kind of always thought it was a little bit of um, Credence Clearwater revivals. Yeah. I think they had. A real... Yeah, John Fogerty. I yeah. can see that too. Mm. Yeah. Then, yeah I, however, I don't know the history because that, that that's 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 the history of Cameron Crowe with yeah. the Allman Brothers and 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 Greg Allman. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Group, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. I... It's yeah. Led Zeppelin is definitely the heavy at this at this point in the <laughs> in the running. We're almost a quarter in, into the movie, um, uh, with the guests we've had on, and uh, they've they've they there, there's a couple times when someone else has taken the lead, but uh, <laughs> has, has been named number one. But they're uh, <laughs> they're pretty consistent. That's the thing. I'd be curious actually if you yeah. if you do get John on because he's yeah. a big music fan. But I I I dare say he mm. would not have an opinion on any of those four we have had one person also do that though (laughs) they they just could not i I think that's just that's just a slightly out of his yeah his like you know very eclectic taste of music but i don't i never would have associated him i can never imagine him sitting down and listening to the eagles like it's just yeah with with all three non-zeppelin band i mean they're they're all have pretty pretty uh country tied Mm. country music tied yeah I can't even imagine him sitting down listening to Led Zeppelin, quite frankly. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, this is not, not his not his scene. Sure. But, uh... Okay, so yeah, it's been great having you on this this first minute, and like I said, uh, hopefully the ra- la- latter two here coming up yeah, on Wednesday. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, do you want to you want to plug real quick uh, what what you've been talking about a bit? I don't think you actually even said. Oh yeah, that, well that minute. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm one of the hosts yeah. of Bat Minute, where uh, we talk about the uh, the Batman movies of the 80s and 90s, uh, one minute at a time, uh, three days a week. I think by the time this air airs, we'll have been we'll be two seasons in. We'll have mm-hmm. completed the Burton era, yep. and we'll be gearing up for um, the go go on down to Schumacher Town. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun ride <laughs> when we get there. But um, yeah, we're having a great we're having a great time over there. Uh, I know Eric, you were on for Batman Returns. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we just have a lot of fun over there. Like we do do some some attempts at analysis, but a lot of it's just like you know we just have we're just having fun you know, over there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you get that on any any old podcatcher, uh, iTunes. I believe we're on Spotify now as well. And uh, yeah, it's all the usual social medias. You'll you'll get us through any of them if, if you go looking for it. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Um, so this was minute twenty five. We'll be back on Wednesday for minute twenty six. And until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god. Yeah! 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 And I was born in the backseat of a greyhound bus, rolling down Highway Forty One. You know the Queen of Hearts is always your best bet. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.